Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today on To The Point, KB finally meets KO. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Welcome on into the point presented by Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. We are so excited about today's guest because I know a lot of you have waited a long time. We want to welcome to the show Kendra. Oh, Yasanya. Oh, Yasanya. Yes. Oh, Yasanya. <laughs> yes. I know. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm I, was, I know. I was telling you when I posted yesterday that you were coming on the show, people were sliding into my DMs going, oh, finally. Thanks, Holy guys. crap. That was another one that I thought was hilarious. Oh, nice. It's good to hear. Yeah, thanks. it certainly is. And, and I think a lot of people relate to your story. I mm-hmm. think that's one of the, the best parts is that you weren't the kid that was at three years old in ballet class with everyone. <laughs> Not at all. I, I wish, but I was not, <laughs> unfortunately. But fortunately, because then I wouldn't be where I am today. But I was just always that kid that liked to dance in her living room and at the little functions, the family parties, and crash the party and just break in, the, break out the uh, was the running man in front of my family. And then, yeah, talent shows in high school. Uh, I danced at church, but never trained formally, so... Did you know you had a gift? I mean, you know when you're a good dancer and you're like, great, I'm fun at a party. But did you know that this could take you to a higher level? I did not know at the time, being in Oklahoma where I'm from. um, It wasn't until, like, later on when I got into college and they were having me be guest acts for, you know, the Step Show or International Festival and things like that. And then entering this Pepsi contest that I did that was like, oh, maybe I could actually do this professionally. Yeah, take us back to that because the... (laughs) It was Pepsi's Dance for a Chance, right? Yes. In 2013. 2013. The year that changed it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I auditioned, well, not auditioned, submitted a video amongst hundreds of videos. And um, it really was just 10 seconds. You had to just remake Beyonce's uh, Pepsi commercial at the time where she's <laughs> dancing in the mirrors and, like, literally just remake that. So I did it. And, um, yeah, eight of us got flown to New York, $300 cash. Uh, we got to meet Beyonce, go to her concert and do a super fan video with uh, her choreographer, Chris Grant. So on set, um, from doing that and from dancing and people on set are like, do you do this professionally? And I'm like, no, I just, you know, do it on the side. Do it for fun. (laughs) Do it for fun. (laughs) And they were like, you should really, you should really do this. You should become a dancer. And, you know, you back then I didn't think I was good enough to move to LA and actually pursue dance professionally. But um, people are putting this bug in my ear and I'm like, kind of listening but I'm still like you know whatever and then I talked to Chris Grant and was like what if I really wanted to pursue this and he said you need to move to LA you'll do really good Okay, what is it that Chris said to you? Because I think that, you know, a, a lot of people have Hollywood dreams and think, I'm going to move here and I'm yeah. going to be an actress. But what? there's always that little light bulb moment, the one that Oprah always says, the aha moment. Uh-huh. What? Yeah, and what did Chris say to you that, yeah. that you go, okay, I should be doing this? No, that's what it was because people back home always say, you need to move to L.A., you need to move to L.A., you should go do this. Why don't you audition for this or so you think and da-da-da-da. And I was just like, ah, yeah, one of these days I'll do it. Inside I'm like, I'm not moving to L.A. Like, what? They don't 
know what it takes to be a real dancer. They're just my friends. But clearly they seen something in me that I didn't see in myself. They saw your magic. They did. Come on, magic. So um, <laughs> then just talking to Chris and me, I the first stomach the courage to, like, ask him because, you know, it's Chris Grant. I didn't, like, he was on Michael Jackson's. This is it. He's tour. working with legends. Yeah, so he was like, uh, and I guess it was that that aha moment of him saying that I need to move to LA that he believed that I would do really good was me being like, well, if Beyonce's choreographer says that I need to move to LA, I'm moving to LA. And like a month and a half later, I left. <laughs> were, were you in LA in 2013 or did like a year pass? No, or? actually, no. The video, let's see, we, I won it in July. The super fan video came out in August and all my family and friends are like, oh my gosh, it's so great. And then September, the day after my birthday, I moved to LA. So oh, you're like, a doer. Yeah. I, I, a whole bunch of fake. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. <laughs> whole bunch of faith and my family's like what because it's not like I planned it I didn't plan to move to LA I didn't right. I had a boyfriend at the time he's like you're going where like, like what's, yeah I was like bye <laughs> but um yeah I just up and left and but everyone was like super super supportive and it just all worked out you moved to LA and this, I know a lot of people move here and they've got plans and they've saved and they know where they're <laughs> going to study and how they're going to do their audition and mm-hmm. they've got the agent lined up are you just arriving here with a suitcase and a dream? Yes, a suitcase, a dream, faith, and no family and friends. Um, yeah, I did a little research and I talked to some people who um, lived in L.A. to give me a little bit of advice, but really I had to figure out everything on my own. Like, I remember taking my first headshots in L.A. Like, I wore the typical sparkly bra, high waist short, like, looking hot hot mess. I don't even hope nobody ever see that. But, <laughs> You're like, um, please don't research Right, us. but the crazy thing is the day I picked, okay, I moved the day after my birthday and there was an agency audition that same day. So I literally flew in with my suitcase, went to the mall, got some shoes and an outfit and went to this agency audition, made it to the end and got an agent like the first day. So that's when it was like, okay, I'm this gonna This is a good sign. Yeah, it's a good sign. I'm gonna be okay. Yes, I went through a whole bunch of stuff after that, but I literally... Google, research, and just, man, I just went with it. And <laughs> You really have to rely upon people, even if you don't know people when it comes to Los Angeles. Uh, I moved from New York to here, and I thought, I know this industry. I'm good. Uh-huh. You don't. Every city has its own flavor mm-hmm. and style, and what they decide is uh, the cultural you know, audition process. Yeah. And, and I'm sure Atlanta, because you're working in Atlanta, Atlanta probably feels completely different to New York oh, and L.A. Yeah, as sure. well. So who were you relying upon? Were you asking other dancers? Were you asking choreographers, like, should I be doing this? Should I be taking class here? Um, Kind of, sort of, um, because I didn't know anyone. So I literally just had to take dance class and hope someone speaks to me. Like, 
hi, like I'm here, I'm new. But that's the good thing about like training in LA, which if you are new and then you have something, people will come to you and they're like, mm-hmm. who are you? Where are you from? Like, you just got here? Like, they we can always seen you before. Yeah, yeah, they can tell like when someone's new. And then just some dancers and choreographers I ask, but a lot of the time, because everyone's journey is so different, but what mm-hmm. they went through doesn't mean you're going to go through it. How they made it doesn't mean necessarily mean you're going to make it that way. So. I had to do a lot of just figuring out on my own and just by experience, by going to all these auditions and hearing all these no's. I'm like, okay, something's not working. Like, what can we do to fix this? And just really working on myself, my body, my look, and all of that, getting new headshots, the right ones. And that is what kind of made me get it. And then, yeah, just figuring out on my own, basically. (laughs) That's incredible. What was that first job that you thought, holy cow, I really can do this. Ah, uh, the first job. I did a little, like, a uh, little jobs, but my first audition where I booked it on my own, not knowing the choreographer, not knowing this person, was um, Paul McCartney's Say, 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 featuring Michael Jackson. Like, they redid it. Uh-huh. Um, they were looking for steppers in high school. I was on the step team. I was, like, captain of my step team, and that's pretty much, like, the first style that I knew that, like, I can do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was the first job I booked where I got, like, a real raid and call sheet, and I'm like, this is great. But and, way, Paul and, McCartney. Yeah, and it's Paul McCartney, like, legend, and I could tell, like, a lot of the other dancers that I booked it with, like, they were like, oh, this is nothing because they didn't book before, but I'm like, this is, like, <laughs> it was big to me. <laughs> yeah, you gotta understand, you're like, I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I was, so that was exciting. Um, that was my first job, and I booked that I think maybe 2015. So your first year, you ain't booking nothing. You, no, you're, <laughs> you're not. You're figuring it out. You're figuring out what is this? You how do I do it? And trying to figure out how to get on the freeway, over the hill. All of that. Not realizing that it takes an hour to get anywhere in this town. Oh, yeah. That's another figure thing. Figure that right? out. And really trying quick. to show up to that audition on time. And I think you made a really good point. You didn't know the choreographer. Mm-hmm. Especially in the dance community, mm-hmm. choreographers have this group of dancers that they love to use over and over again and breaking into that circle for someone is tough yeah because you have to i mean take their class and then if that choreographer okay he doesn't teach so how do you get to that choreographer who doesn't teach okay who's their assistant so then you go take their assistance class and then you just go to their workshops or whenever you feel like they're there that's when you show up but yeah i didn't have a lot of people choreographers under my belt where i'm like oh i know this person's gonna call me for this job not just moving to la so that was the cool moment was just not knowing anybody and getting the job relying on your talent (laughs) relying on your talent yeah because a lot of this town is networking and that's the honest truth of it but at Mm -hmm. the same time when you have some an audition where you're like they hired me for me yeah it just makes you feel so much better and it pushes you harder to be like that validation you're like i'm ready for the next job yeah for sure um you toured a lot with uh artists before you got step up is Mm -hmm. that correct yeah i was on the tour with um p diddy and the bad boy family lil kim and mace and all of them like this huge reunion tour is like the best moment of my life that (laughs) must have been amazing it was so much fun because it's all the songs that you grew up on that you love so to be dancing Two songs that I grew up listening to was like, <laughs> you know, how did I get here? That's how I- did I get here? And again, that was, I remember going to that audition and they were only looking, um, they only hired two of us out of, you know, all these girls. And that was Lorianne. We were talking about that earlier. We were talking about Lorianne Gibson. Yes, you were Miss Judge on So You Think You Can Dance. Mm-hmm. Perhaps uh, coming by for a visit soon. Yes. Um, let's talk about Lorianne. Cause I, you know, we were talking a little bit about uh-huh. her. She 
is real. I, honestly, you know, she'll give you the praise when she knows that you deserve it and put in the hard work, but mm-hmm. she will also let you know when you are not succeeding. <laughs> yes. And how you need to achieve that success. <laughs> I know it firsthand, actually. Because I, I remember being on tour and um, one of the girls wasn't feeling well, so she was my opposite on tour. And Meaning she, you were on either side of yeah, the stage. Yeah, so then, yeah, exactly. So she wasn't feeling good, so she decided, you know, oh, I'm not going to go on stage. So I'm like, okay, the other dancers like, okay, well, then you don't have to go on stage because it's going to be uneven. I'm thinking it's going to be uneven. One girl missing is going to be weird. You're worried about symmetry in this moment. Uh, exactly. That <laughs> exactly was worried about the wrong thing. And I remember getting off stage and then Lorianne's like, you know, what happened? Like, why weren't you on stage? And I was like, well, one of the girls, you'll never not go on stage. I will fire you. Do you understand me? And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, but then like literally right after that, she's like, Hey, hey, how's it going? So I know it's one of those things where, because all the girls like, don't worry, like, she's yelling at all of us. It's one of those where it was my first tour, and she was teaching me, like, you all worry about yourself, and you you don't stop dancing. Because she's That's like, right. I would go off stage, and I would be throwing up, and then go back on stage and still perform, and you have to do that. The show must go on regardless, and you can't make those executive decisions because... You're not the executive in charge. <laughs> exactly. So that was a lesson learned. Woo, never again. And I think, too, <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that on a um, world tour, there are no understudies. It's not like Broadway where they mm-hmm. have swings and things like that. Someone yeah. can step in for you. You're sick. Usually you wind up performing unless you, there's a serious injury or you just physically yeah. can't. And just on tour, just live shows in general, like something always goes wrong. Something can always go wrong. So you have to always learn to adjust and adapt, adapt, adapt. And that's probably, like, the biggest, like, advice I've probably learned doing shows like that is just always adjust. If, you know, the artist is not going to always be in their spot on stage, then maybe they'll be more to left. But you're like, no, they're supposed to be on the prize. But then that means out of you your control. To, out of your control. And you have to figure it out. And you have to make it look like you're not figuring it out. You know what I mean? The audience should never know that there was a mess they up. They don't want to see the face. Exactly. You can't like... be like, oh, I'm going to go over here. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's important. And I think, too, especially when you're on tour, you're going to different theaters, you're going to different mm-hmm. stadiums. Every single theater and stadium presents its own challenges, oh, yeah. too. You have the really old one that you're like, holy cow, mm-hmm. this hasn't been renovated in 20 years. Yeah. And then you go to the brand new one where you're like, this is beautiful. But sometimes they're thinking more about technology than the performers. Yeah. And then also through the stage, you thinking, OK, we have this much space. And then you get there and it's way smaller than the space that you thought. So it's like. That Quick changes become challenging. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of wardrobe. Or going, if you have to go to the other side of the stage and, you know, mm-hmm. run to. You got to make it in time. You may only have a song or you may not even have a song. Just a quick little dance break. And then you have to be in the next number and on stage and not look like you just rushed and did a whole <laughs> marathon to get on there. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got to get there. Yeah. That's important. Um, the dance career has a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Like, mm-hmm. how do you ride um, some of the lows? Because I think that we always cheer on all the successes. Yeah. But um, when we're having a rough time, and that can be mm-hmm. a rough time personally, it can be a rough time professionally, mm-hmm. you have to find a way to sort of muscle through and you have to find a way to keep your mental health in check, too. How do yeah. you do it? Um, I do it uh, a lot of prayer. Mm-hmm. So important. Prayer. I um, picked up. You know, meditation, like doing that as little as like five to ten minutes a day just to really just make sure I get through the day. And even if I am dealing with something or going through some challenges, like I know, like I'm always going to be okay. Like, because, you know, you go through so much stuff in your personal life and but 
you're there for a reason. You you wouldn't be God wouldn't have me here for a reason to be doing what I love and pursuing this if I wasn't supposed to be here. So all the little things that happen in my life, they're just minor little setbacks and minor challenges, but I'm going to always get through it. So meditation, working out and yeah, just keeping my faith. <laughs> It's so important. It keeps you grounded. It keeps me grounded, like, really, truly believing in yourself. And it's so, like, cliches to say believing yourself, like, oh, that's easy. But it's not as easy as people think it is. You say you believe in yourself, but do you really believe in yourself? Are you really going after your dreams? Are you really going and doing what you love and not letting any of your doubts stop you? And then by listening to motivational videos and things like that, I had to really change my mindset and really believe in myself, telling myself that there's nothing I think that I can't do. And that takes a lot of, like, that's a big thing to say, but I believe in myself so much now that I can say that, and it just really helps me to keep pushing and keep going, even when bad things happen. I just keep going. Well, I have to say, I, I know Holly Sorensen, your creator yes, of Holly. Step Up High Water. We've had her here on the show, and I'm sure she doesn't mind if I say this, but she and I have a little uh, like secret DM going on that's been going on for a couple years oh, now, thanks. which is good. And I said, I, I finally have Kendra coming on the show, and uh-huh. she wrote in huge capital letters, she is so, like a lot of O's, uh, special. And she oh. just said that you have a gift, you have something that no one else has, you have uh-huh. a quality that attracts people to you, uh-huh. wanna, wants to watch the projects that you're doing, and mm-hmm. she just she loves the fact that yes, you're doing Step Up High Water, oh. but you know you're with Beyonce, and you're yeah. you're working on your own things as well. Mm-hmm. You're really working yourself as an artist, and she just really loves that aspect oh, of you. Thanks, Holly. I love you. <laughs> we call her Mama Holly. Like Mama Holly. <laughs> Mama Holly. I've been a fan of Holly since Make It or Break It. Have you seen her gymnastic show? I I've heard of it. I haven't um, watched it, but I remember her just tweeting the other day like. Let's bring it back. So I think she wants it to bring is it back. addicting. Let me tell you, yeah. <laughs> it's one of my faves. Um, how did the Step Up High Water opportunity come your way? It came my way through an audition. Um, the first time I got it, I actually passed it up. I didn't even go to it because I was out of town. And then I got it the next week, and I was like, okay, I think I'm supposed to go to this audition. Were you, was it a dance audition, or were you going into as an actor? Well, I was going... No, it was a dance audition. Okay. And it's funny, because I had actually... It was that audition, and then it was Honey 4 auditions for dancers. So I remember going to Honey 4 audition, bombing that, like, never before. Oh my gosh. What happened when you bombed? So Tell us. Okay, so this is a crazy (laughs) story. So I had, my dream was always to work with Jamaica Craft, like, by the way, choreographer on Step Up High Water. Exactly. Coming to that real soon. So, (laughs) (laughs) they're tied. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, I always want to work with Jamaica, and, you know, Jamaica does not tease. She's, like, very in the cut. You don't know where she's at, but she works. So, I remember, this is my first time traveling to an audition. Um, It was in Atlanta, and it wasn't, like, a huge, huge call, a lot of girls, but uh, I remember going in, learning the choreography, feeling good about it. Then, when it's time to audition in front of her, I just went blank. Like, I couldn't remember it. Anything, and I that never happens to me in auditions. Usually, if I do go blank, I'm able to like find it, pick it up, pick it back like, up. It. For some reason, it was just not not your day. It was not my day, and I bombed, and I did not get that call back. And I remember leaving, crying my eyes out because I was like, "But I really wanted to work with her." Da, da, da. I'm supposed to be in Honey Four. I'm supposed to be in Honey Four, and like, but the okay, the step up audition was like two days later. So I had to fly to LA, go to the uh, step up audition. I did the dance audition with Jamal Sins, who's a choreographer. I love Jamal Sins. Yes, I love. Jamal By the Sins. way, the Aladdin choreographer right oh, now. Oh yeah, I just had this yes. weekend. It was so good. So I love you, Jamal too. Yeah, he was the choreographer for season one, but he had to 
leave and do Aladdin. So he was the choreographer of the audition. I remember doing it, getting a call back and reading the role for Poppy. And um, yeah, just really owning it. I was like, okay, this girl is like me, you know? <laughs> and I auditioned um, for the role, then got a call back, auditioned for the executive producers. And yeah, I got the job that way. But then for the Jamaica thing, like, I remember going to set in the first day of uh, season one of Step Up and Jamaica walks in. I'm like... You're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So that just reminded me that I was not supposed to do Honey for Like, I bombed because I was supposed to have something bigger with better pay. And... Oh. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> and yeah, and doing what I really wanted to do because 2017, I was like, I want to start acting. I never acted before. I didn't have training in that either. But um, that was the year that I wanted to do it. And I know, keep saying I don't train anything. I know it sounds crazy. but I'm Literally like, <laughs> every actor and dancer right now is like, okay, so I've trained for 18 years, have not gotten an acting role. I have not gotten my big break in dance. And, but you have a gift. And I, I think mm-hmm. that that's – some people just have this innate gift. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have that. I, I had to train really hard, honestly, to get Mm -hmm. good, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're one of those lucky people. But then, see, when you have that luck, then you have to seize the opportunity and you have to work hard. It doesn't just drop. No, for sure. And that's why, even with me not being trained in dance, when I got to L.A., I made sure I did train in dance. And then after, you know, getting season one without any uh, acting training, I got to finally train this year uh, at an acting studio. And now everything's making sense. Like, oh. But the best experience you get is on the job, like, for sure. Like, I learned and grew in Hollywood, tell you this, like, from season one to, like, up. Like, I saw my growth just from being on set, being there. She said she loved having you as the romantic lead this year um, in the series Mm -hmm. and that the feedback that she got was tremendous in having you um, sort of lead the show. When you opened the scripts for season two... What was that feeling like? It was, because it was crazy. A lot happened in season two compared to season one. And just, especially, like, my love life. I'm with my on-again, off-again boyfriend, Rigo. Now, all of a sudden, I'm with my childhood friend, Dondre, <laughs> who throws the parties. So, I'm reading the scripts like, um, Holly, like... These are juicy, <laughs> though. As an actor, no, super, that's what you super, want. Yeah, super juicy. And it made you, the, it, it made the audience torn when after the season wrap because they're like, no, I like you with Dondre. No, I like you with Rigo. Like, Do you have a preference for ah, Poppy? I know she's going to ask that. <laughs> it's, it's weird because I have a... I like my relationship with both of them because it's, like, different dynamics. Like, mm-hmm. even though with Rigo, it's, you know, this crazy, complicated, but, you know, people really go through that stuff in their real relationships. So I feel like it's real. But then also I love how she, Dondre, treats her like a woman and she really feels like she has that support from him. But, you know, the they always say, you know, the good the girls like the bad guys. Of so. course they do. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes for good TV. Of course. Um, and it creates great roller coaster levels of yeah. emotion, which for you also is is another great opportunity to mm-hmm. showcase your acting skills. Yeah, for sure. I w- they really threw some stuff at me this season, and I was happy that they trusted me to, like, go there and talk about relationship and even me having my mom finally be shown in this season um my relationship with her wasn't always that good so it was cool like seeing my different my character go you know 
differently and see like okay she can she can do this and she can act and she can <laughs> and she's gonna be okay and too. she's gonna be okay and she's gonna figure it out <laughs> what do you um relate to in terms of poppy as a character and then what is something about her that you're like that is not me at all Okay, so Poppy is very, she's very outspoken, uh, very sassy, which I'm a sassy girl too. But I'm nice and nice. She's nice too, but she's she's very um, very outspoken. She speaks her mind. A little more direct, yeah. She's, she's very direct and she's real. And um, she cusses a lot, which I don't cuss that much. <laughs> <laughs> At least not yet in this not show. Not yet. Um, and yeah, but the crazy thing is I learned a lot from Poppy because I wasn't that outspoken i wasn't that direct i'm not as outspoken as her but she's helped me in my own personal life to speak my mind or speak up on issues that maybe i wouldn't speak up before it's important too i think sometimes as women we silence ourselves Mm -hmm. and i don't think we should i mean there's sometimes i think we need to temper something but i think that there's a time and a place to say i want or i need or Mm -hmm. this is what is right yeah um i think that's important yeah no super important and she helped me to just be confident because holly wrote her as this you know, curvy, voluptuous, confident girl that she she doesn't care what she looks like or how much or her weight or whatever. She's confident. She's down to get, she's going to get down with anybody on the dance floor Mm -hmm. and she's going to own it. And she helped, Poppy helped me to be like, okay, like, I can do that too. <laughs> like, I got it. <laughs> um, you've had the opportunity, of course, to work with Jamaica Craft, but there mm-hmm. have been so many incredible choreographers that have also come in for an episode or two. I know mm-hmm. that the season finale, you had probably two of my favorites. Oh, so yeah. you think you've got Travis Wall Travis. and you have Luther Brown. Luther Brown. Lou. I love Lou so Me much. Me too. I work with him also on Bad Boy. He was one of the choreographers too. Uh, so we go, we go back, way back. <laughs> So what was it like? Because I've got to imagine for a choreographer stepping onto the set, you know, this is Jamaica's home. And Mm -hmm. um, so they probably feel a little bit uneasy. But this was a big epic number that they did Genesis for the finale. Mm -hmm. And I I hope it gets nominated because honestly, it it was an incredible blend of like contemporary and urban Mm -hmm. dance and everything that's being done. What was it like to work with the two of them? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I knew Luther, but uh, it was my first time working with Travis, which now we make jokes. I call him my child with sisters like an inside joke it's <laughs> <laughs> great though yeah but he's so cool and um very super talented both of them are very talented and different like luther has this nasty luther pocket that he has his own sauce and you uh to try to get it goes, mm, uh, yeah uh, he's like a ziggy zig ka, and a zig Ooh, it's awesome there's no counts yeah there's an ooh. Uh, yeah, no yeah. counts. All oops and zigs and zags. You gotta listen to it. <laughs> no, but it was great because he really turned that number into like something great and something special and hype. And it had th- these nasty grooves in it. And it was just a cool, cool vibe working with him. And Travis as well. Um, learning, you know, new steps and things like that. And yeah, they both were just awesome to work with. Yeah, and I think a great way to sort of end the season too because the series is based around dance and mm-hmm. doing a Big epic number for the finale is kind of incredible. Um, For people that don't know, and I was bragging about these numbers, uh, if you're not watching the show, a lot of other people are, so you should be, between season one and season two, an 884% increase in viewership. That's crazy. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's huge. And yeah, that's why I think people really love this season, like season two, like a lot. You can just tell from the numbers or like more people are finding out about it, but that's a dramatic increase we talk about it all the time like 
It's insane. Look at all these views compared to our pilot episode of the first season. Yeah, the pilot episode was 1.3 million, and that was in the first seven days. It was 11.5 million the first seven days for season two, the first episode. You should be very proud of that, all of you. Thank you, guys. Um, What kind of feedback are you getting from the fans about Poppy and about your work? Because Mm -hmm. I know that there's a lot of feedback. This show is a word-of-mouth show. Yeah, we got a lot of great feedback. Everyone really loved this season better than season um, one. Not that season one wasn't good, but, you know, it's... Season it just, two was stronger. Season one was here. It was like, it, it was, yeah, stronger. And um, it really leveled up this season. And people love the that you got to see inside of people's personal life. Like, you got to meet Odalie's parents. You got to meet my mom. You got to see why people act the way they act and do walk the way they walk and do what they do. You got to um, see people's characters really develop like my character from season one being a little girl to season two now she's growing up and being a she's woman a young woman yeah, yeah she's a young woman and she really wanted lead on this tour so she's changing she's not she's still outspoken she's still poppy but she i feel like she kind of tried to tone it down a little bit because she really wanted to prove to sage that she could be the lead woman on this tour so yeah they loved all the the drama the relationships and all of that. I think they, they relate to to some of that in their own life. Yeah, it may not real be, stuff that we. Yeah, they may go not be through. going on tour with Sage, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but real stuff that you go through as a dancer and just in your home life, or you know, the love life. Yeah. Love uh, the love life. We've all done that. Losing family members and trying to figure out, okay, not being in the streets to really making your career like what it is like with Rigo, and so it was cool. In the midst of all of the success with Step Up High Water, there's a small show called Coachella with Beyonce that wound up (laughs) into this really small show. (laughs) I'm completely downplaying it uh, into this epic documentary, Mm -hmm. two-hour documentary called Homecoming, which I saw on the big screen and I was like, this is the way to see it. I Seeing it on the big screen, because I did watch it at home first, I was thinking... It gave me chills, like the hair on my arms was standing up, just listening to the audience mm-hmm. um, at Coachella, just screaming for you guys and screaming for Beyonce. And I thought to be a performer mm-hmm. in that even first moment where the lights go up, Oof. You, can you describe it for uh, me? Yeah, the feeling, it was it was an amazing feeling, but I was definitely nervous because it was thousands, like so many people out there in Coachella. So just sitting there when that light, when you hear that music, like... You're like, okay, it's go time. Like, here we go. But, like, it was so many of us. So before the music even came out, we're like, let's go. Like, we're, like, you pumping each amped, other yeah. up. Amping each other up. So that, like, made it good because it was, like, really great energy. So, yeah, it was it was an amazing feeling. We got a little bit of a look at the rehearsal process. What was the rehearsal process like for you? Because it was obviously from Beyonce's perspective. But mm-hmm. how about for you uh, coming in and rehearsing? How long did you rehearse? Um, a long time. Um, I rehearsed for two months. Um, others were in there for like four and six, like workshopping. And uh, we rehearsed pretty much every day, like except for like one day. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you it got was, one day off. <laughs> yeah, it was like my life for that two months was Beyonce, and we couldn't talk about it. We couldn't say anything. You couldn't say who you're in a rehearsal with. Like, don't tell your mama, don't tell your daddy, don't tell your family members. They wanted to be very, very like 
could you say you're working on a project with Beyonce, or you just had to be like, no. I, I got hired for a dance project? No, you're just you're just on a project. You're working and can't say who. Yeah. So I'm assuming Chris Grant was the one that said, "Come aboard." Mm-hmm. This is a wonderful full circle moment. Oh my for gosh! You. Yes, full circle. How did you not ugly cry? Did you ugly cry? Because uh, I would have. I, I cried like after the uh, show, but he. <laughs> guess what he told me is like, yo, I think you know you have to do this because you know it's this full circle from Pepsi and all that. I was like, does she remember me? Because we also just did like a, a Old Town Road video on my IG. He's like, yeah, she remembers. I was like, really? I don't know if he was just yeah. telling me, but I was like. <laughs> Okay, I'll go with it. But no, it was definitely full circle. He asked me and I did audition. Um, they had an audition, uh, I think in December, the year before. And then I didn't go to that one. Then I went to like the callback when they had everybody call back and went to that. But yeah, pretty much him got me on and And that's when a, a choreographer relationship does help you. Ex- yeah, yeah, it does. I, I still have the audition. I still have to go in there and go through it and yeah, they do made- the old thing. But um, yeah. That's... Did you guys realize how epic it was? Because I think that the planning in terms of the costumes and everyone's look and the message that was coming across and the styles of dance that were represented, mm-hmm. um, did you realize how significant it was? Or when it came together, that's when it kind it's of... It's like when of... it came together, because a lot of it, was, a lot of it, we were still like workshopping on choreography. They were still trying to get the flow and see how many people they wanted on the risers and how many people they wanted off and when to come on and when to go off. So... And then you're on the rise, so you don't really see it, like, fully unless you're not in that number. Right. I think until Homecoming came out, I was like, yo. It's to die for. Yeah, and I love that she did it because she got to show what you didn't see on YouTube or uh, when Netflix, not Netflix, yeah, YouTube showed it um, live. You got to see, like, the whole show, the transitions, everything. And that I didn't really fully see until like homecoming came out so i think what was interesting too because i did watch the youtube live show and then i saw homecoming Mm -hmm. um is that beyonce had there was the coachella cameras for the youtube live show and then there were the homecoming cameras Mm -hmm. and then you're seeing these different perspectives and she's an artist and she knows what she wants and what look and obviously she's got an a-plus team around her but Mm -hmm. um i was amazed at how meticulous the work was yeah and she's very hands-on which is really dope she's very hands-on like she had to watch the show before she would even get up there to make sure the lighting is right transition was right out. yeah she stay yeah, she was stepping out making sure that everything looked good and how she imagined it so i love that she because a lot of the artists were relying on you know their choreographers or mm-hmm. creatives and things like that but she knew exactly what she wanted and she made some changes where it was like oh this is epic because like the opening number it didn't start off with everybody on stage. It started off with just a couple of the girls on stage. Then she was like, everybody get on stage. And we got on there, and it just made a huge difference because the energy... The impact. The impact was, like, crazy. And she made that change because she was like, yo, I want this to feel like a real homecoming college band Greek show. And, and opening uh, the world up for people that don't know about historically black colleges and universities mm-hmm. and the shows that go on and the heritage and the history yeah. of dance and music is incredible. Yeah, it's so much history and I love that they pulled from the source. She didn't just hire have, a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, hire a bunch of people or just go to people who think they know. Like we had real people who were on um, in the show who are Greek, who are in these fraternities and sororities yeah. who can tell you about the culture and she... I love that that was, like, she wanted it authentic. Yes. And I think... It reads authentic, too, and I think that's important. What's the lesson that you learned walking away from working on this 
epic. It really is an epic project. No, it's epic. It just let me know, like, how much work it really takes to put on or a successful show like that. You know, she said in the documentary, like, people are afraid to rehearse and they don't want to put in the work. And she did, like, six months worth of rehearsals for one show. I didn't even do that much rehearsals for a whole tour that I went on. So it just lets me know that, like, wow, this is what it takes to be... At the top of your game. Because I think Beyonce, like, listen, she could go up on stage and do a bunch of her greatest hits, Mm -hmm. do a couple Destiny's Child songs, and people would pay $250 to go and see that show. But she's not doing that. She's constantly evolving. And Yeah. They were saying that that was the best show she's ever done. So to be a part of that history, it's like... How does she top that? She'll find a way. She I know will she find will. a way. She's Beyonce and she has a great team, so she'll definitely find a way. But that was pretty <laughs> it's, epic. It's <laughs> to top, I know. Um, did it inspire you? Because what I love about you is that you've been doing like the Black Panther challenge mm-hmm. and you did um, the Us dance video, oh, yeah. as, which is why I've been singing, I got five on, on it. it. <laughs> um, but you're getting great recognition. Like Jordan Peele is like reposting yeah, and Lupita. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it inspired me to just do my own thing. I've um I came, you know, I told you no training and mm-hmm. no family and friends, so I had no choice but to figure it out and then I had no choice but to be like, you know what? I came out here older as well. Like I didn't come when I was like 19, 20. I came out older, so I really was like, I don't have time to waste to try now, to figure it out, but now is I, the time. Now is the time and then I'm going to just do what I want to do and I love creating. I like directing and things like that. I would eventually want to like direct later on. So doing like videos like us and Black Panther was like ideas that I had that I'm like, okay, let me call my friends and see if they're up so my crazy idea for the day. And it all it's I never expect to go viral. I never expect for it to really hit like that, but I just love just being creative and getting my ideas out there and getting like pulling inspiration from different videos or the trailer, like with us. So it's cool to see that it gets as big as it does. I never expected to do that. But you're hitting, like, a cultural, like, touch point. Like, people are responding to it. So Mm -hmm. you have to know that your ideas are are smart ones. Yeah, because now people are, like, recommending movies for me to do. And they're like, well, the movie theater should, like, hit you up. And they're like, you should do videos for that. It's crazy how people are getting these ideas or the dancers they are like see more from you yeah they do and then it helped promote the the uh the movies like especially black panther going on like when we did that challenge it was on like all these news outlets and now oh people yeah are, like going instagram to... was going nuts oh yeah it was crazy like we started a whole started movement, a movement. <laughs> exactly you have the power to start a movement i have a couple fan questions we only okay. have a few minutes left but i want to make sure that i get some of these because they're they're some great ones okay, um cool. shanice and i love this one uh what's your best advice for dancers who are about 18 to 22 who are trying to break into the commercial dance industry um best advice is just to to do it I mean, it's crazy because I told you I moved in the month and I didn't plan. Now, you do have to plan and save and all that. Don't necessarily do it. Don't necessarily do it that way. But then whatever it is that's um, stopping you, like, get rid of those doubts and believe in yourself and just go for it. Um, Like, I feel like you know, like, inside, like, what you're destined to do something. And if it's that, that feeling that you have where you know, like, okay, I can't stop thinking about this. I can't stop thinking about moving to LA and moving into to step into a new career then you just have to just do it 
trust that creative trust, gut. Yeah, trust it and not be afraid. We like to talk ourselves out of things too, I think oh. sometimes. So, mm-hmm. you know, squash that one and let the artist exactly. or, yeah, rise through. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Oh, this is a little bit on the along the line. She said, I love your Black Panther challenge. This is Soblema. Um, she said, what have you learned developing and directing your own content and how quick is the turnaround for those projects? See, I I tell people I like I like for people to think that I just woke up one day and did a video and like, then boom, boom here it goes. <laughs> but actually, I do take uh, a look like it takes a lot of thought process for me because I have to listen to this song over and 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 then think of like okay the choreography, then think of like the concept, and then it takes it can take like a week or it can take like two times meeting up to do choreography and workshopping on that for me to really like it's all come about. And then now I'm like directing. So I'm like, I'm in it and then I'm directing. Then I also edit my own videos too. So I'm like wearing all these hats, but, um, yeah, it just pushes me each time I do a video. It pushes me. So, okay, how can I top this video? Okay. How can I top this video? How can I top this video? So it pushes me harder. <laughs> and you've got a great role model in Beyonce because she's in the same situation. Exactly. Yes. How yeah. do I yeah. top that? Oh, mm-hmm. she's going to show us. <laughs> um, Oh, I think this one's interesting. It's from Audrey. What was the toughest dance to learn and or choreograph? Um, and if you had to further train in a style, what would you pick? So toughest to learn as far as like... Uh, just yeah, maybe learn. from Step Up High Water. Is there oh. a challenging one? Or, hmm, or from Homecoming? What was challenging? Um, not necessarily challenging. So the good thing, cool thing was Jaquel Knight, also one of Beyonce's choreographers, yes. he also choreographed a number for Step Up. So I got to see him um, episode three and that was probably the most challenging choreo because it was a lot. Like, <laughs> a lot, a lot. It was fast and it was a lot of high energy and it was long. That was probably the most challenging because of because of that. Um, what was that question? The other question? It was like three questions in one. Yeah, like, it was. Ah! And if you want to train in a, a different dance style, like where, what style would you oh, like to continue your training in? Other yeah, than obviously, um, I would love to train more in like jazz and like ballet. Which I know I'm like ooh, super late, but Jamaica before season two started, she had put me into um, heels and she put me into ballet. And first I was like, am I gonna be taking ballet with a bunch of two-year-olds like three and but there's like an adult like there's plenty of adult oh my classes God, this, yeah it's an adult like they were grown and like older but they were killing it like i'm like i need to be like this and i actually enjoyed it and um just getting that foundation in there i would love like because i feel like yes you have hip-hop and jazz and and afro beats and stuff like that but like ballet and all that's like the foundation keeps you know balance that core yeah going. that core really strong so i would definitely like to just Dibble dabble in that just for my own. Yeah, it's so. good for your own. Yeah. It's always good to continue training. Mm-hmm. Um, we have time for one more question, mm-hmm. and that is in five years, where do we see Kendra? Uh, in five years. I so I I love dance, but I also I really want to tap fully, put my whole foot, feet <laughs> in acting. So I would love to book more acting roles and booking a movie and then directing a film one day so yeah five years those are you'll be doing it i have no (laughs) no qualms no reservations about that whatsoever you're a superstar thank you and we're hoping fingers crossed for season three for yes keep watching with an 884 percent increase i don't know how youtube's not going to pick it up so (laughs) you know 
The numbers don't lie. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for thank coming you so here. Much for you are me. a joy. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media if they're not already following you. Yes, you can find me on so Facebook.com slash official KO. You can also find me on Instagram at Ms. K.O. and Twitter, Ms. KO underscore. One of these days, I'm going to have all of those the same, so it just makes it easier. But just type in Miss K, I'll come up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, she's the only one. You'll find her. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode yes. of To The Point. We want to thank Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. And, of course, for all your dance news, check out the latest on dancenetwork.tv. Next week, we're going mm. into So You Think You Can Dance. We'll Ooh. see you all next week. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.